Hey everybody, welcome to Freshly Baked Crackers podcast episode number 20. We've turned the big two, uh, one more episode and this podcast can get drunk. Thank you for turning, tuning in, turning in, <clears throat> thank you for turning in for the evening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, on this episode we have country musician, singer-songwriter, Mr. Zach Lindley, um, and he, we talk with him about his new EP, what it takes, and how he got into music, and how he looks at music, and music, and Star Wars, and Avengers, and <clears throat> everything else. So just so you know, a little uh, I like a little afterword that's going to be a prologue, because I'm going to talk about something in the podcast that happens. He t- says that he hasn't seen Age of Ultron yet, but he's about to watch it, and he texted me like crazy, all fucking giddy about uh, how much he dug it after the podcast when he watched it, so... Not only is he a, a country musician and a, and a, a guitar slinging badass, he's also a super nerd that built his own main machine and can't wait for Star Wars. So he's a super cool guy. Um, but this episode is brought to you, as most of our episodes are, by Wolf Tracks T-shirts and designs. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, and uh, they can do shirts for you. They can do designs of all sorts of different artwork for logos or any artwork you would need for anything. Um, and also, uh, their owner, Steve Likens, is, uh, is battling cancer right now, so we have a little GoFundMe up on our page that they've got going for them, and anything you can do would help out. Throw them a few bucks, or throw them some business, any, anything that'll help uh, the family out. So, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, back to the episode, uh, it's a good one. So we talked to uh, Zach for a while about, uh, about being a musician, and then afterwards, after uh, he checks out... Ian and I uh, get down to a little. We still don't have a good name for the for the segment. We we need any help we can get. Uh, but the Ian discovers a hip hop album, so be tuned in for that. Anyway, uh, without any further ado, here it is: Freshly Baked Crackers podcast, episode number twenty with Zach Lindley. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. Crackers? Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. Uh, this is Josh, um, and we are here for episode 20. Um, huzzah! 20 whole episodes. Um, so thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the last uh, episode we did last week with comedian Amber Clear. She's a fucking silly silly woman who we really had a good time with um so uh yeah so and then today we have another guest you guys are getting buku guests as far as this podcast goes well really we're fucked there's not a superhero movie coming out for a long time so we don't have right now we got jack shit to talk about the two of us it's it's just we just theoretically making up our own ideas of shit which is not at all interesting to anyone but today we have another awesome guest um we do he is a musician and uh that sounds so fucking stupid and generic <clears throat> but he uh he's a super nice guy he's a musician uh country musician uh who's up and coming 
up and coming to your town. Hopefully as soon as possible. Um, and you can pick his music up. We'll show it. We'll tell you all about that later. But ladies and gentlemen, from Zach Lindley and the Rebel Del- Daredevils, Zach Lindley. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, turn it, you can keep it, cool it down a little bit, everybody. We, he is a great guest. You don't have to applaud so much. How are you doing, Zach? I'm good, Josh, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the program. Yeah, we really appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, how are you doing today? Let's let's go with regular formalities and pleasantries. How was your day today? It was uh, it wasn't bad. It's, it's they're all long days, but you know, it's, nothing caught on fire and nobody died, so it's a good day. You know, you awesome. wake up, you wake you wake up on the right side of the dirt. You know, it's a good day, man. That's so. right, absolutely. Um, so uh, for everyone who um, hasn't heard of Zach, Zach is a country artist. He uh, has a few. EPs up on uh, iTunes you can check out, and he doesn't make what 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 I see referred to a lot of times as bro country. Um, he doesn't make that watered down poppy bullshit, uh, and a lot of other country music seems to be like pop music with a fiddle in it. <laughs> don't forget the don't forget about the banjo and banjo. Yeah, sure. Um, this is like this is like real for real country, like some dudes playing some fucking real songs on some real guitars. Um, so if you, um, what what I mean, what kind of what would you what subset of country would you consider yourself? Um, I think we're probably closer to like the whole Texas Red Dirt thing than anything. Okay. That's I mean that's what I that's what I gather from just talking to people. Okay, after shows and stuff. Um, yeah, we're not definitely not a uh, Nashville. No, no, no. It's definitely uh, got more of a, an edge to it than a twang to it. Kind of yeah, thing. which is which is I prefer, yeah. which is good stuff. Um, we've been listening to your stuff since. Well, I've been checking you guys out for a while. I've had Ian listening to you since uh, we booked you. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, man, I think uh, you guys make like real music. It's not like uh, like like we said. Like I f- country music is really infiltrated with pop right now. Right. Yeah, you are correct there. Um, and I am one of many people who are ready for a change. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, it's coming, man. I mean, there's there's a lot of great up and coming that aren't up and coming artists. They're just finally starting to get some traction. But sure. You know, Guys like uh, Chris Stapleton and uh, Sturgill Simpson, you know. Oh, Sturgill's my boy. Yeah, um, yeah. We we need we need more artists like that. I think in the mainstream in country. Yeah. Than uh, than the overkill pop stuff that we've got going on. Yeah, it's uh, it all seems you know when I listen to a band like you guys. Um, which again for the listeners, Zach Lindley and the Rebel Daredevils. When I listen to you guys, do you guys sound like a bunch of dudes who got together and started writing songs or playing songs together? And like, instead of like a board meeting where some people got together and were like, I've got a singer here that we should put together with this here guy, you know, like you guys sound like a band. And I feel like that's missing not just in country, but in rock in a lot of ways too nowadays. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, you guys I, have a definite genuine sound. I think it's probably because everyone's kind of coming from a different genre of music, and and the way it meshes together, it's uh, 
it's pretty sweet. Awesome. Well, how how do you write? Do you? I mean, is it like a thing where you come to the band with prepared material? Do you collaborate? I mean, or is it a mixture of all that kind of stuff? How how what's your process like? For me, I I like to have as much put together as I can before I even present it to the band. Sure. But, you know, a lot of song ideas come from, you know, friends or you're just writing with, uh, you know, other, other artists. Uh, actually, this new EP, I think the majority of these songs are all co-writes. Um, I don't know, if Matt Poss, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's got a co-write on this. And uh, a couple guys from Effingham, you know, that you probably know, Aaron Edwards, you know. He, oh, yeah. He helped me write a couple of these tunes. So. You know, I feel like, yeah, I've seen him uh, very actively talking about uh, your music quite a bit. That makes sense that he's, and Aaron, he's a super great guy. Yes, he is. Yes. Um, haven't seen that guy in forever. Back before, he's a much more fit and slim Aaron Edwards these days, but, but used to we got mistaken for each other quite a bit. When he was a thicker man like myself, we played the same open mic nights in Effingham. He, they'd be like, yeah, you're that, hey, you play that song. I was like, no, you're thinking of the guy that plays with Brad. That's not me. Yeah. Um, so, but tell me about, like, how did you, how did you come to music as far as a passion and a, and, and a, a career, really? I mean, how did that become, take us, take us through the Zach Lindley story. Like, how did you get into music? Um, it's, I've been around it my whole life, man. My, my mom's side of the family, they're all really musically inclined. Okay. You know, we're talking like Christmas time, you know, sitting around the piano and there's five part harmonies being sung, you know, Norman Rockwell shit. Exactly. Norman Rockwell stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's always been there and it's always been a huge part of my life. And, uh, I picked up a guitar Probably when I was ten or twelve, somewhere in there. Okay. And my dad showed me how to play like four chords and got me through an Eagle song, and I just kind of sure. took off from there, man, and and uh, kind of taught myself how to play. And uh, I've always played by ear. Along the way, I've tried to figure out how to play bass, you know, drums, everything, so I can kind of be self reliant when I have to be. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I've gone through. I've gone through all the phases. I mean, I've I've been in punk bands, I've been in rock bands, I've been in indie bands, I've been in folk bands, I've been in industrial bands, ska bands, and, and played uh, different instruments in you know all those groups. So that uh, it all it all brought me back to this, and I uh, I started writing country about I don't know three or four years ago, and actually I approached Aaron. Edwards, and I think one of the first couple of songs that I wrote uh, is the title track on this EP. Okay, um, and uh, just to cut you off, sorry for. Yeah. Could you, uh, I think Ian's mic was turned off for the beginning of this, so sorry to everybody at home uh, <laughs> if you couldn't hear Ian talking. Uh, he he has been here this entire time. <laughs> Hi, Ian. Hi, I'm here. Yes. <laughs> anyway, go back to what. Uh, go back to your, the story. Uh, anyway, um, I got together with Aaron and uh, and another buddy of mine, uh, Matt Spar, and we said, "Oh, um, you know Matt Spar? Oh, I, yeah, man, I know. Oh, Matt. I love Matt Spar. Anyway, keep going and keep going. <laughs> uh, it just kind of gradually grew from there. You know, I I ended up going with my wife uh, out to uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. So 
finish uh, finish her degree, and uh, I met a bunch of really nice cats out there and started doing open mics out there at this bar called Willie's Saloon, <laughs> and uh, that's where Garth Brooks started out, and I just got even deeper okay. in, into the whole country thing, and it just seemed way more honest to me at uh, 26, 27 than any rock thing I'd ever done. And, you know, by the time you're 27 or 28, you're really not as angry as you were when you're, you know, a teenager. So, oh, I'm definitely not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only write those songs for so long. And it's just like you're, you're bullshitting yourself at that point. So, right. Uh, writing like this is a lot easier for me and it's a lot more honest and it, a lot more fulfilling. Nice. That's so. awesome. That's a really interesting, like, story about finding your voice. Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of like, and I think that that's not just a story of, I mean, I think that's a common thread through music is people like, you know, I just, I played a lot of music and all of a sudden this one just made sense to me. This one stuck, right. you know, this one was, like he says, is most honest. Yeah. Um, that's really awesome, man. Uh, who did you, like, grow up listening to as far as music? Um, actually, I started out on, on all that old school country because my dad would just shove that stuff down my throat growing up, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, like George Jones and uh, Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Waylon Jennings, uh, all those cats. And, uh, you know, as soon as I was old enough to uh, buy my own stuff, you know, I was out there buying Misfits records and Nirvana and Foo Fight, you know, all that stuff. Right. Then into metal and, you know, everything else. And I've just kind of gravitated back towards that old country stuff man Keeps my dad said yeah my dad always told me he's like you won't get this until you're about 30 and he was right and <laughs> i totally i totally get it now so that's amazing it's really crazy how stuff like that works <laughs> it too comes back around it really that. is and yeah. as a kid you're you know even if you're like really get along with your parents really well there's still a part of you that's just like mom and dad you don't know what the fuck's going on yeah, all right you're out of you're out of touch you're a parent now you know right. and then you get older and you're like shit they knew a lot more than what i thought they did exactly yeah they weren't full of shit after all right. right um that's awesome that's awesome so um for people who aren't familiar like throw me through the band like who who what's your, what's your setup how many people are in the band who who is i know i know your drummer you know, yeah, Brandon Frederick. I know, on. I know the legendary Schmeebs. He is a, yes, a hell of a good guy and a good drummer too, a really good drummer. Yeah, um, and I've been playing with him off and on for twenty years now, man. That's awesome. Uh, I think we've been in like eight bands together at this point. Okay. Uh, Jason Beck is uh, my rhythm guitarist. He's also from the Effingham area. Okay. Um, Chad Sherman is from Mansfield here, where I live in Illinois, and. Okay. He's been in several rock bands, um, and then uh, Nate Van Fleet is the lead guitar, and he's also from right here in Mansfield. So, okay, very cool. And that is the band live as it as it currently stands. We did have a uh, we did have a, a pedal steel player for a while, but uh, he's kind of getting up there in age, and mm. something about being out till five in the morning just kind of turned him off. So. You know, that's a sad thing, too, because, like, as you get older and you kind of get more into, you know, what do you call it, roots music or Americana or something right. like that, like, 
you start to really appreciate that kind of stuff more, and you're like, fuck, nobody my age is learning how to play the slide guitar. Right, you know, right. like, that is not, there are not going to be a lot of those after a while, you know? So, like, that's, oh. it's going to be a something done with a computer. Yeah. We have a slide guitar program <laughs> that'll be in the band. They actually do have a slide guitar program already. I'm sure oh, they wow. do. Uh, there won't we won't even there won't be we'll just sleep it'll be like a wally at some point pretty soon we just get fat and sit around like here's the music that the computer has made for you all this month right except for shit like zach lindley and the rebel daredevils because they will put their middle fingers up to the wally futuristic world music needs to be made yeah you know so this new ep that uh you guys have just put up or we i mean we can talk about the original one but uh i've been listening to the new one oh it's um And uh, how long have you been working on that? Like, how long does something like, you know, a small EP like that, how long does that really put together for people who don't know how writing music actually works? <laughs> well, um, for me, the first the first EP I wrote, it took me like, I don't know, six months to get the songs together. This second EP that just released, I've been sitting on some of these songs for a long time. Okay. Just to, uh, I want to, I wanted to get everything, you know, I wanted to make sure everything fit and had it like a theme for uh, for this EP. Um, well, that's funny because, not funny, I guess, but like they do a lot of, they sound lived in. Some of the songs kind of sound lived in, like they're, you know, like, and it makes sense now that you say that you've had them, they've been, they've gestated in your brain for quite a while now. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the band actually had been playing these songs here and there live for... Over a year, okay. Um, except for the first track, uh, "Cold Dead Hands," that was that was written like about a month before we had the studio, and we actually just did that one cold. Okay, no pun intended. And yeah. still got one though, ladies and gentlemen. Wasn't intended. You got a free pun right there. But uh, but uh, you know these guys, they're all they're all solid and they all know what they're doing and they know exactly what they wanted to do and how they were going to lay it down when we went into the studio and we worked with a great engineer and producer. Um, and we actually got this EP cut and mixed in three days. Oh, jeez. Yeah. We, we cut wow. it. Wow. For, for, if you haven't heard it, ladies and gentlemen, when you go check out Zach's uh, music, you're going to understand that it sounds very very polished for being put to, for you guys recording in three days that's yeah. pretty awesome we uh we we cut it in two days and mixed it in one nice. wow so which is a testament to people who actually can play their instruments right and yeah. go in and actually knock out recording without having to be and also like you said you guys road tested the, some of the stuff a little bit too that's pretty awesome though i i think that's really badass <laughs> Thank you. Where where whereabouts? I mean, what area of the country did you guys record this in? Where did you we guys recorded this EP at uh, Eclipse Studios in Normal, Illinois? Okay, with, with Eric Nelson, and uh, he's the guy's won Grammys, and he knows what he's doing. I can tell you that, and he's super easy to work with. Uh, really fun guy to work with. I I hope to work with him again on the next project. So well, it's the thing's mastered really well. I mean, it's really it's. The whole mix to all the songs is great. Not, I mean, beyond just the playing and the actual songs themselves, it, the thing sounds really great. Yeah, tight. Um, so, since you have been talking about it, for the ladies and gentlemen, the folks at home, we're going to play a little clip real quick here of Cold Dead Hands. So, this is the lead off track of the new EP. Right. 
So, as you can hear, like we were saying, it sounds, ladies and gentlemen, it sounds it's really good. You guys have such a good sound. Thanks, man. I, I really, I, it's not me. It's the band. Well, you're, you're, like you're, yeah. I was gonna say you, are, it, and you. It's not just you guys don't just sound good. You have a really good. You have a real voice. Like I know I keep using the word "real" a lot for the way you guys sound, but you don't. You don't sound. It doesn't sound manufactured and bullshit produced like yeah. you sound like a real dude with a real guitar who wrote some fucking real songs <laughs> and, and this band is playing them right and uh but you have a really good voice man well you're real nice thank you <laughs> thank you thank you um and that was one thing growing up they always said and when you're writing stuff don't use real use it you can use better right <laughs> oh that's okay and that's that's why i cook for a living <laughs> yeah. doing like a nerdy podcast uh, we'll edit it in post it's fine uh um <laughs> So uh, besides Sturgill, like who who else is is uh, Turner? Like as far as like people who you've gotten to play with and stuff, up and coming people. Is there anybody else that you can think of uh, that's turning your head right now, uh, making you making you not so sad about the current state of country <laughs> music? I tell you what, out of all the guys that I've played with, um, the two guys that I probably are the biggest ones on my list to check off you know you know things you want to guys you want to play with before you call it quits and all sure. that stuff right uh jamie johnson okay and uh david allen co okay oh yeah okay <laughs> neither one of those guys are you know really current but uh and jamie was actually not so cool but um i saw your pictures uh with david allen co i believe <laughs> yeah david was really nice i must have caught him on a good day because i hear he can be a real I've heard the same. Yeah, I've heard that he's like a really hard dude to fucking talk to and yeah, get along with. I'm sure. And so it's pretty crazy to hear uh, that you guys had an awesome. What was that like? Tell 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 us the nice, the only nice David Allen Coe story out there. He was, you know, he's 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 getting up there. He's seventy eight now. Sure. And uh, we were just really, you know, we we do what we always do. We went in and you know we tried to stay out of their way and and. Uh, his band was cool and, and hung out and, and watched us when we played and uh, and we sat there and watched them play and you know we just kind of chatted a little bit after the show and David's wife came out and she's like David wants to know if you guys want to come on the bus and say hi or whatever he lives all on the bus man and I was just I was blown away by that I was just like wow <laughs> well it's probably refreshing for him to hear and see a band like you guys I mean a, a guy that's watched country music progress for years and yeah. decades. To see some people actually coming back and making some real country music, he, I mean, I can understand why he would be like, "Come up on the bus." Yeah, let's 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 chat. Yeah, it was it was it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, the only other guy I can think of that uh, I was really impressed with, as far as you know, just being super nice and stuff, was uh, Eric Paslay. He was super cool as well. Very cool. Uh, he let me on the bus and. Uh, we actually uh, we ate a really late breakfast at this little diner nice. after his show that I played with him there, and that was that was pretty cool. Nice. It's, all, it's always good to hear when people 
are still cool. Yeah, you know after the whole don't us. meet your heroes thing. There's some nice people who are really hard shit. to approach in the music yeah. business. I mean, I know I've read stories about like from my morning jacket doing tours, opening for Dylan, and like never seeing him right. in person, <laughs> right. never meeting him. No, like, hey guys, thanks for coming out on fucking 22 dates with me and playing <laughs> all these shows. I appreciate it. like nothing, never meeting him at all. Right. I bet so, it's about stuff. Do what now? I said I bet his checks don't bounce. Oh, I'm yeah, sure not. I'm <laughs> sure that those checks come through. Yeah, you're, you're good. You know, Jim that. James is just... Because t- then they did another tour, that Americana Rama Festival, like Wilco oh, right. and Dylan, and uh, they did song. They like played with him and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And someone was interviewing him. Was like, was like, that was really... He's like, yeah, we didn't know if that was going to happen because the first time we opened for him, we'd never even met the guy. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, from what I understand, Dylan's really private. Really private, Yeah. 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 He did, he only lets Martin Scorsese come over to his house with a camera. That's the all. Oh, that's it. That's, that's it. the only people allowed over. That's right. That's awesome. So, um, this is like we said. This is your second EP. The first EP you guys released that last year. Yes, we did. So, and, and you're, I learned- you're you're putting out some fucking output here, man. That's yeah. that's pretty impressive. Well, if you want to be a songwriter, guess what you have to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's true. That's yeah. true. How many of how many of them? Let's go percentage. How many hits to misses? What's your what do you think the songwriters ratio is <laughs> of stuff that's that that starts out and gets kept and stuff that gets thrown away? Personally, it's probably around ten to one for me. Yeah, but the thing is, is I mean, you want to make a million dollars writing songs? Go write a million songs. Sure, yeah, and maybe one of those million, you know. Yeah, right. absolutely. There, there have been songs that I wrote as jokes and just as a writing exercise, and and that's some stuff that I never intended to be on the first album. That's like the one song we have to play at every show. <laughs> that's that's awesome. really cool. Yeah, I like to so. Like that. Uh, there's there's a song called "Goodbye You Cheating Bitch" that's on the first EP, and <laughs> and I was it was seriously it was it was kind of a joke song. Uh, a buddy of mine was going through a really bad divorce, and I wrote that. You know, I just kind of thought, like, man, if I if if I were in your shoes, this is what I would do. And I was just trying to cheer the guy up, you know. And uh-huh. people really, really love that song. It's a good spot for people, you know. It's uh, but it is kind of cool, like that idea that you you're just like whatever. This is going to be a one-off thing. And... Yeah. Oh my goodness! All right. That's <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Was that a real phone? That was a real phone. No, it's my. It's oh. my uh, <laughs> I was say you. This this <laughs> bad motherfucker phone. is like so old school. Just <laughs> doing old fucking real country. He's got a goddamn landline. <laughs> He's somehow running a landline through Skype right now. That's how we're doing this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, but uh, goodbye, you cheating bitch is a good tune though. The only <laughs> the only fun. explicit. Zach Lindley and the Rebel Daredevil song <laughs> out there right now, ladies and gentlemen. So not for the smallest kids in your family, but <laughs> for everybody else. Actually, play it for everybody yeah. because people just need to, need to know what, what life is going to be like and what they're getting themselves right. into. They might as well learn um, early. <laughs> heartache is a part of existence. Exactly. So just fucking get used to it, kids. It's going to happen to you. Um, I really dig Tequila Crazy off of the first EP. Thanks, man. I, That's it's, a, uh, it's one of my favorites on the first EP, too. Uh I'm sure that gets people fucking riled up at shows. Yeah, it does. So what is, what is a Zach Lindley show like? I mean, I'm sure it's a pretty good party. You don't really have any... Uh, you're not really a, a tear-in-your-beer type dude. 
No. Uh, well, I write a song. I write a lot of songs that are tear in your beard kind of songs. Yeah. But, uh, it's a pretty, pretty intense show, actually. You know, I, I have to stand in front of the mic most of the time. But uh, everybody else is pretty much running around like they're, or they're in a rock band, you know. Nice. Right. And well, I think when it gets to a certain point, you shouldn't be able to distinguish the difference. Yeah, it's. Just I mean, sure, some you're going to be able to tell overall that there's this is country, this is rock, but like a good fucking time is still a good fucking time. I mean, <laughs> you would still if a country band went out and played a badass show, you'd be like, those guys were rocking. <laughs> you would say the same thing, <laughs> right? You know, so maybe that, we should start saying countrying. Maybe then that should become a thing. Let's make it our thing. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> that band was countrying as fuck. <laughs> Did you see Jack White the other night? The dude was countrying his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a little. He has a little Nashville and yeah, this stuff though. So, um, what's uh? Oh man, uh, going back through the new EP, um, what uh, what is your favorite song off the new EP? Um, you I can't pick a favorite child, can you? It's hard to do. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can't. Actually, I think the song that I'm most proud of off the new EP is probably uh, Honky Tonk Heaven. Okay. And that's the really long three-quarter time tune. Um, right. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, it's more in that old-school country kind of vibe, and, right. and that's, that's really what I wanted to shoot for for this EP is, you know, have the, have the mainstream appeal that... that uh, the modern stuff has the modern country has, but keep that old school feel. And I, I think that's the song that best captured the whole idea behind the EP. Okay. Right on. Even which, though it, which I don't think we've, if we haven't mentioned the title of the EP enough, it is what it takes by Zach Lindley and the rebel daredevils. It's on iTunes. Is there any other places they can go to pick, to get it? If, if it's on digital, if they do digital stuff, man, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. On, okay. Nice. It's on Spotify. It's on, uh, Google Play, it's on Amazon, it's it's all over the place. Hell Go yeah. someplace where you have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Make sure you listen. Go <laughs> right, to Spotify, right. get the way. man a spinner yeah. tin. But you know, throw a you few, know, throw a few bucks his way. If they spin it ten times, I might make a penny. So I'm yeah. Yeah. That. yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they spin it ten times, they spend they send you a penny in the mail cut in half. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you for contributing to Spotify. Zero zero six cents. I mean, I hate to admit it, but Taylor Swift was right about that one. Yeah, they don't get they don't pay people nearly enough what they should be paying no. small artists for. Yeah, I agree. The amount of spins that people are getting on there, you know, like sometimes you'll see these people who are like struggling, and they got like f- half a million so- yeah. plays on some of these songs, and oh, it's yeah. just like. Shouldn't they be getting a? I mean, meanwhile, the Spotify dudes are being, you know, pretty good. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, not struggling. They're banking on it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it it for an for an up and coming artist when you're trying to build a fan base. That is true. Yeah, it's not a bad venture because you're put. You know, it's it's out there and the whole world can find you. And, sure. Uh, it's a platform. You grow, you grow an audience that way. You know? And really, I feel like that's the way, personally, I feel like music is going to the way where people make money by playing shows more so than selling records nowadays. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not that that's fair, but I feel like things are moving in that direction a lot of ways where you got to get out and work yeah. and be a band. Uh, well, yeah. and I mean, it, it is work, and that's what you should be doing as a band is going out and playing your ass off. Right. Yeah. The Dead but, figured that out a long time ago. Just play yeah. a shit ton of shows. Right. Get your because your fans aren't going to buy that many records, but they're going to they don't, but they'll put their money together to go 
to a show. Right. Yep. And the dead and fish have it figured out. Yeah, they they do. Man, I tell you what, I, I know I am a I'm a gigantic fish fan. I have a fish tattoo for crying out loud. But I I wish that more major bands, what no matter what you genre we're talking about, would follow the way Fish does things as far as like they play a show Tuesday night. Wednesday morning you can buy the MP threes for ten dollars. Right. Yeah. More people aren't doing I don't understand I don't I don't think that they're gonna people are gonna start to maybe embrace that in more of a way, but like, you know, the live video streams, fifteen bucks. Yeah. You weren't gonna get that guy's money in Philadelphia when you were playing in California unless you did that. Right. He's not flying here's, out. Here's why mo- more artists don't do that, Josh. Yeah, I would love to know. It's because ninety percent of the artists that you hear don't write their own songs. So yeah. if they record it they're not paying themselves or paying our songwriter who wrote the song for them. So right. that's why you don't see more of that. I don't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that, that makes, makes a lot of sense though. Yeah. That's a, but that's another one of those things. It's kind of like a sad, it's a sad state like that yeah. runs it back around. I mean, it's no problem like having a ghostwriter or having somebody else write things for you, but like, to that be the only way to do it is kind of to the point where you can't release your shows live yeah. because none of it's your material. <laughs> right, that's, it doesn't belong to you. Yeah, it's that's rough. weird because that like you don't see like a comedian can't do. It. Well, I guess that's not true. Like Louis C.K. wrote for uh, Chris Rock, Rock for yeah. years. Yeah, so I guess there are a lot. There's of comedians always a way to that have writers. Like yeah. That. yeah, definitely. Never mind. <laughs> I'm fucking wrong. Um, no, you're not wrong. It's just I've, that's why more artists don't do that. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, yeah, because every they'd be farming this money all out to people who wrote those songs. Yeah, while they're slumming around doing actually all the doing sh- the real work, slumming around doing <laughs> yeah, all the exactly. work as they would. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: I saw recently through your Facebook page and stuff that your music is like featured at Hilton uh, hotels. Hilton hotels and spas worldwide. Yeah. So how does like how does something like that come to happen? Um, you pay a promo company okay a boatload of money sure <laughs> and then and then they try to place it for you okay That's, nice and, that makes and sense to be to be completely honest with you the only way to make money doing this as an independent artist is to get your stuff placed like that and to place I mean right now the only way to to branch out and and get your stuff in front of a lot of people to try to get it placed in like film and TV. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm working on that as well. Sure. Nice. Um, we have, we do have a friend that is a film director who's yeah. been on the podcast before, who's uh, about to put a second film out, but I, we could get you guys in touch with each other. I'm sure that he'd, uh, he probably wouldn't mind working with someone that's pretty fucking talented. artist. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, that's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy how, it's not the same. It's not you can't just go press up a whole bunch of record singles and drive around selling them at your shows, and all of a <laughs> right. sudden you got a big. It's 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 not MC Hammer days anymore. No, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, or even like you know, you look at like how Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and those guys and Johnny Cash like just drove around a car and sold their records everywhere, and after a while they'd sold them. You know that it worked. They sold records. Yeah. But there weren't people 50 million people trying to make music careers at the same time, right. you know, too. So, and there wasn't clear channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could get your songs played on the radio. Yeah. Um, and to do a radio campaign is also very expensive. I can tell you that. Oh, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. Our single is being released nationally 
to uh, radio next month. And uh, if you know anybody in your area that just that you know listens to country, tell them to call in and request what it takes because uh, I need all the help I can get, man. Sure, yeah, right, absolutely, man. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll blow you up as much as we can yeah. on our end of things I got for sure. On the East Coast, oh, they like that. Yeah, get down, it'd be good. It's a, it's. I mean, I can only imagine like how, because like you listen, I listen to your EP, and it sounds as good, if not better, than most things I'm hearing out there. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just like fuck, and like someone that's that talented still is like. Putting in work, yeah, and money just to get this thing out there to get it in front of people's faces. Like, hats off to you, man. Keep yeah. keep plugging well, that away because you you are incredibly talented. Fucking a. You know, if you want to do anything in life, you only have to put in half a day's work every day. That's true. <laughs> That's it. Just only half a day every day. It's <laughs> only half the day. Yeah, that seems pretty fair, right? Um, no, it's the first twelve hours or the last twelve. That's right. Either way, yeah. Yeah. You get to pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Well, um, I guess that's about all we got. But uh, oh no, let's uh, actually, as we're talking about, let's let's play the title track off the EP and give the people one more uh, taste uh, of this rock and fucking band. So uh, here we go. This is another one from Zach Lindley and the Rebel Daredevils. This is the title track. What it takes. You see how bruised my knuckles and bust my can. No, I'm not here to mooch off Uncle Sam where I come from. And work hard and make a hand. And I've been working for a living, trying to get by. It's a lot more hours than a nine to five. But God's been helping one day at a time. I'm in bed by ten, back up at four. I kiss my wife then I'm Right on, right on. Yeah, that's a that's got a pretty damn good message uh, message behind it too. I like uh, I like uh, I like what you're I like what you're about, Mister Lindley. The cut of your jib. Yeah, I like the cut <laughs> of your jib, sir. Thank you very much, Mister Custer. Yeah, um, but yeah, everybody, uh, if you're listening, well, obviously. <laughs> There's no way you can hear this if you're not listening. I like how sometimes <laughs> yeah, we would talk about this as though it's a radio station that someone live. could like accidentally stumble yeah. upon and be like, oh, who are if these? just now joining us. And that's kind of what we were talking about. Those days are gone, hard, of the radio, where like you would find a disc jockey who played music you like, and he would hip you to new shit. New thing, yeah. With like, like Zach saying with like Clear Channel, that's gone. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, you call in and request a song, they might play it the next day now on the radio because... Uh, I've gone in and done several radio view, uh, interviews in the last, you know, month or so, and they're like, "Yeah, come in on Thursday." I'm like thinking it's going to be live. They don't do anything live anymore. They record it and they plug it in the next day. You know? Yeah, right. Everything's wow. that's kind of a shame. It's, like the soul is even taken out of like radio disc jockey, not just what they play. That's. <laughs> that's I mean, we have KDHX here in St. Louis, which is an independent radio station, and they play. Everything, but all yeah. their DJs are all volunteer. No mm-hmm. one gets paid to work there. And like, you might tune Passionate in at people. eight o'clock at night on a Tuesday, and it's some dude playing straight up fucking the Germs and old punk like that. <laughs> and then like after that, it might be a dude who plays nothing but bluegrass music for two hours. You right. know, it's so. That, but there's that's gone. I feel like most yeah. of the place. Yeah, unless you have a locally owned public station like that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like I really strive for us to be kind of the live thing because I do. I like that idea so much. Just 
that you can stumble upon in something that that is kind of gone, you know. Yeah, like literally falling flat first, but like this is fucking. Well, that's, if that's like, what you want to go with format, I'll start being the wolf man <laughs> from American Graffiti. I'll be him the there whole time. Go, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. We need more of that shit. Yeah. We need more people who are fucking cool people. Who maybe they can't maybe they're not musicians, but they know a fuckload about good music, right. and they're gonna play this for you, and they're gonna get it out there. Maybe that's what we're doing. We're playing you good music tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, right. or today, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Still, we think it's live. We don't even <laughs> we have a tower really at this that. place. Yeah. <laughs> but Zach, thank you very much for uh, coming on tonight or today oh, or. I thought we were, we were going to talk Star Wars or something like that, but that's oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, we can. Um, yeah. I mean, we we yeah, we can keep we, definitely. <laughs> Are you fired up about uh, Episode Seven? Yeah, for sure, man. I you know I, I really liked what J.J. Abrams did with uh, both the Star Trek installments that he's done, and uh, I mean, he made them watchable. <laughs> yeah, he did, and uh, and profitable. Yes, profitable, and I'm excited about you know. Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill. You know, sure. Yeah, we're being reunited with old friends. Like. I got pretty nerdy uh, last week. Last week was Force Friday, right? And I got uh, well, like I got. I'm looking. I'm trying. I'm looking <laughs> over my shoulder right now. We're because our studio is full of, of Funko Pops and shit. And I got, I got five, five Funkos. <laughs> Uh, last Friday, and then last night, my wife let me buy some little uh, diecast ships. So I have a Millennium Falcon and a Tie Fighter, and <laughs> all that stuff set up there. Yeah, I'm so excited, man! I'm I yeah. have you seen the, the Millennium Falcon drone yet? Yes, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> They were out at Target last night. Yeah, yeah. You were gonna get one. I was gonna try to talk my way into it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say for sure if I was gonna get one, but I was gonna start trying to pull everything I could out for it that. It looks so great. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm sure as you're an American man, you grew up watching the Star Wars movies. Oh yeah. Um, I'm ac- I'm actually I'm a geek too. Right on. Very cool. That's that's you know strangely enough another country musician who's a mega geek is Shooter Jennings. Yes. Yes, he Huge is. Nerd, yeah. yeah. If yeah. He, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, he was talking about he's like Joe was asking about going fishing and hunting. He's like Joe, I don't know anything about that. I grew up in L.A. I can take computers <laughs> apart. Yeah, he's, he's like, like the can... only good. Fi- he's like the only fishing story I have. The only time I remember going fishing as a kid is the greatest fishing story in the world. He's like I went fishing with my dad and Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. He's like I might not fish, but I have a better fishing story than anybody you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, are you? Uh, do you follow the Marvel films by chance? Actually, um, I just downloaded uh, the new uh, Avengers movie. I haven't seen it yet, and it just oh, today. So as soon as we're done here, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've I saw it twice in theaters, and then I got a allegedly found a bootleg <laughs> of it that I've had for a few weeks now, and bought it Tuesday also <laughs> for the special features. And even with that, I'm probably going to go watch it when we get done with yeah, this I'm as well. Yeah, I'm going to go home and watch it too. I think. So <laughs> kudos to you, sir. You haven't seen Age of Ultron yet. You're going to have a great evening. Yeah. Well, I hope so. We'll see what happens. So have you not seen Ant Man either yet? No, man. I you know every chance I get to do anything i usually spend it with my kids and they're not, they're not into the 
my geekdom, you know. Oh, that's a uh, shame. That is, but I understand. <laughs> yeah. Ian and I are childless, so we <laughs> we treat ourselves like children. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Last time we went to when we saw Ant Man, we hung out in like the children's arcade for yep. a half hour afterwards. Oh, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> my inner child was very much alive. Just, you just need to build yourself a main machine like I have and you can just play them in your garage. I that was I thought that was gonna be my like uh project this summer was to build a main machine, but I fucking didn't do it yeah. I, we put a new podcast studio together and i did that instead and but i want to i know i want to come to your house and play yeah. on your main machine <laughs> I can once you it. drop something like that it's like this guy's a fucking high level ranking nerd <laughs> you don't know what a main machine is if you just maybe possibly know who tony stark is right 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 yeah right I, on man i've got uh i think i've got like five or six thousand games on it so nice yeah. What do you? I mean, does it? Uh, what systems is, are you emulating on that thing? Uh, I, I can do uh, the Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four, the original Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Atari twenty six hundred, Mame, and um, GameCube. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> So. I don't know. Ian takes notes during the podcast, and I, don't, I can't tell from over here if he wrote nerd, underline, exclamation point, very happily, or if he wrote need. Like, he needs one as well. I can't see, it's, decipher it was, from It here. was nerd, actually, yes, okay. but, but I also do need that. You have an old computer laying around, you can build one. Like. Oh, yeah. Five hundred bucks, man. Oh, I, yeah. I still have my GameCube and my N sixty four and my Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I was so say, I'm he's one okay. of those guys that still has all his systems. Well, I, I still, would just, I, I would boxes. literally build a main machine and play Mario sixty four. Oh on God, it. yes. I would like. Uh, the, I, I bought it. Three the other times games would get year. cobwebs on them. <laughs> I, got, I bought it three different times this year for the DS and for the Wii and for the Wii U. Once it came onto the Wii, I paid the two dollars to bring it over. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a good game. <laughs> it is. It is a good game. So, see, ladies and gentlemen, there. You don't have to live inside of a box. You can. You can be a country musician and a fucking nerd at the same time. Takes all kinds. That's yes. right. That's right. Um, so, are you? Are you like? Uh, are you like an opening weekend possibly for uh, for Star Wars? Since it's Star Wars, it's not just a you know bi yearly uh, Marvel movie. This is a Star Wars here. Yeah, I I've been prepping my kids, so more than likely I will wait about a week and then go. All right, <laughs> it it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard, but I I told him I was gonna take him with me to see it. So. Well, if you f- some for some reason find yourself around the St. Louis area. You are more than welcome to go with the crackers. <laughs> we will definitely, we will be, definitely be going a couple times, if not oh, every yeah. day that weekend. I'm guessing. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'll probably have to go more than once as well. Yeah. So. I'm pretty fired. I mean, I was fired up, even though they were disappointments. I was fired up for the prequels. Like I remember, all three like, of them. I got stoked for all three. Yeah, <laughs> that was like my freshman year of college. I remember reading and just seeing pictures. I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait. And it's still, I mean, Darth Maul is redeemable. Darth Maul is badass as fuck. Yeah. But this is this seems like this seems different. Yeah. You know, this seems like well the things I've read, like the guy who did all the artwork for all the movies and is doing the poster for the new one said right. he thinks it's the best Star Wars he's seen. Wow. That, yeah. That's, that's a awesome. that's that's big words. I don't yeah. know if there's a bolder statement you could make in yeah, the universe for real. To be honest with you. Um maybe tits don't rule. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it would be a bigger I don't know. That's yeah. pretty big. So yeah, well, I'm I'm super fired up. Yeah. I mean, I'm buying merchandise before the movie's even out. It could be a Fantastic Four. We don't know. Yep. <laughs> oh, 
was bad. Which, if, which I, I've, I'm sure you didn't see that since you didn't go see Age of Ultron in theaters. And you really, unless I, you what, I, I listened to uh, to Kevin Smith's podcast. Okay. Uh, he, he's got a podcast as well. It's called Fat Man on Batman. Sure. Yeah. And the director, and it was like a four part. It's like four weeks. He's had, he's got the director from Fantastic Four on there. Oh and wow! Trank was on I there. Didn't know that. It was supposed to be after the movie released. And the dude did not show up. Oh. <laughs> oh, it must have been really bad. Oh, man. It was a really bad movie. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's missing uh, parts. Everything. Yeah. It, I can't uh, imagine that that Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie that never got released, that really shitty one. I can't believe it. It would be worse. There's no not. way. It's not. It was well, really bad. And I'll tell you right now, unless you like, unless someone comes in and says that they're going to do something terrible to someone you love, unless you watch the Fantastic Four movie, you can just avoid it. <laughs> You're not going to be missing out on anything. I know a part of you is going to be like, I don't know. I fucking love the thing. It's not worth it. <laughs> uh, thanks for the heads up, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, but you know, we've all got to pull the bandaid off ourselves. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, oh, well, anyway, thanks again for coming on, man. We really appreciate having you. Joshy, and thank you for having me. Yeah, you thanks. are a fucking fantastic human being. We've enjoyed having you on here. Ladies and gentlemen, please, uh, if you uh, if you got any dates you want to plug right now, tell people where you're going to be playing. Go uh, for um, it. Let me think. The next big show I think we have is uh, Farm Fest. Okay. Which is uh, a, a big uh, outdoor event. It's a two-day party with like 30 bands. It's going to be out in the middle of no- nowhere in Saybrook, Illinois. You can find it online or on Facebook. Um, and that is coming up on September 19th and 20th. September 19th and 20th. So that's next weekend. Yeah. Next weekend. Yeah. Right on. So you, uh, what other uh, – are you guys like headlining that? Uh, I think we play we play Saturday night. And I we're not headlining. I think we play like at 7 o'clock or something right like on. that. Oh, nice. There's, uh, you know, like – Either head or like the swag, the Dateful, Grateful Dead. Trade. Oh yeah, I've seen a couple swag shows. <laughs> Way Down Wanderers, you know, you know, just a bunch of really good bands like that. Sun Stereo is going to be there. Uh, Particle, Getting Tree Band. Oh wow, it's a lot of hippie bands there. A lot of hippie bands, yeah. And, and we got thrown to that because there's like three country acts. So nice. uh, that's very cool. I mean, with something like that, I mean, do you guys? Do you guys have it? Uh, can you guys just turn a song into a fucking twelve minute song if you need to in front of a crowd like that? Oh, you, if you if you want to, you could. Yeah, right we'll on. Have, we'll have to play an hour though, so um, sure, probably won't be doing that. Well, a jam band festival, an hour—that's three songs. <laughs> yeah. You get an hour set, you're just like, well, what's your favorite three songs, guys? Let's go play them tonight. <laughs> back to back to back. I have seen. I mean, I've seen fish sets that were five songs, and it's an hour and a half. I've seen that for real, so it's not far fetched. Yeah. Well, again, Zach, thanks a lot for coming on, guys. Uh, check him out. Go to find Zach Lindley and the Rebel Daredevils on Facebook, and follow him on there for anything. Check out their new EP, "What It Takes," on iTunes or whatever you ass backwards Android people use to buy music. I don't know. We whatever. still use iTunes. Check us out on the web. Uh, <laughs> Or website or Twitter, any of those social media outlets, it's all the same thing. It's just Zach Lindley, Z A C H L I N L E Y R D D for Rebel Daredevil. Right. And you can find us pretty easily that way. So awesome. Awesome. Well, check Zach out. Uh, check his music out any way you can, and then go see the guy yeah. and uh, support him live for sure. Um, 
because you're going to keep hearing from him. I can I guarantee you that. Uh, thanks again, Zach. We appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. Take and, care. Uh, maybe maybe uh, we'll have maybe you can come back on around closer to Star Wars time. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. All right, take care. All right, everybody. That was our interview with Zach Lindley. Yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. It was fun. It was fun. He's a super cool dude. Really nice dude. Yeah. Really cool dude. Really good musician. So if country music is your thing, go check him out for sure. Yeah. Um, so we haven't uh, had much time. We haven't had much time with you, ladies and gentlemen, lately. Just, <laughs> yeah. just us. How are you? Hello. How's everyone feeling out there? Uh, this weekend, we will be coming to you live from, well, not really live, because you're not going to hear it as we <laughs> say it. That would that would <laughs> that constitute right. live. But we're going to be going, we're doing some uh, reporting from the Lufest Music Festival here in St. Louis, Missouri. So we're going to be checking out sets from Ludacris and the Avett Brothers, yes. Hosier, Billy, Billy fucking Idol. Idol. Yeah. Humphreys McGee, JJ Graham Mofro, yes. uh, Brandon Flowers from The Killers. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait for that Ludacris concert. That's going to be fucking badass. Yeah, man. it's going to kick ass. That's what everybody keeps asking me at where, what, what are you most excited about? I'm like, fucking Ludacris. Are you kidding me? Zach uh, just sent me a picture, and we'll put it up on the on the Facebook page probably. He just sent me a picture of his main machine. Oh, He's got nice. a little joust cabinet. That's, That's fucking so badass. great. <laughs> Oh Fantastic. man, I'm just gonna text. I'm gonna tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, what I'm texting back. You bad motherfucker, <laughs> you. Um, yes. So yeah, we'll we'll be at Lufest. We'll fucking be talking about it. If you guys are out there at Lufest, fucking look for us. You yeah, know, I'm sure you could find us out there. We will so have sure. our uh, official. Freshly Baked Crackers music correspondent, Andy McDonough, will yes. be with us also. So he'll be Who talking. Who also has his own blog now. He does. Uh, that's something we wanted to talk about here is uh, a new uh, venture for our buddy Andy. His new music blog, Subtract the Silence, which is subtractthesilence.com. Nice. And... Uh, yeah, he's already got a couple uh, articles up there, but he's a dude who listens to fucking everything. Everything. And he has a really open mind, and he's got a really... I, th- I think he has a really good ear for music. Yeah, I agree. So he's got some really interesting stuff on there. I know that I read the uh, the little article he wrote about the Courtney Barnett song. Right. I didn't read the second one yet. Uh, I really want it. to, but uh, I probably will after this. But yeah, check him out. You know, he is... Uh, a freshly baked affiliate. <laughs> so definitely go check out his uh, his music blog because he does have a really fucking good ear for music. Yeah, he's going to be uh, telling you about some good shit coming up, I think, and just interesting things and it's yeah. cool shit. Yeah, absolutely. So he and Ian and I will be uh, at Lufest. We'll be talking about the festival. We'll be talking uh, to the people we're with. Yeah. We might be trying to strike up some conversation <laughs> with some strangers yeah. and see what they're thinking about the festival. Man on the street. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, guys, I... Uh, Hope you guys will check that out. Um, but you know, while we're here, bef- before we go any farther, um, before it gets like stale on us, I would like to go to the segment that we still don't have a good name for. Oh, yes. Which is Ian Learns About a Hip Hop Album. <laughs> uh, um, suggestions would be nice, yeah, too, actually. How about this? How about this? If anyone can come up with a better name for this segment, I don't know why I'm asking everybody to try to do something on our Facebook page. <laughs> Um, because well, people, no one, some people, have some been people have up. been, yeah, yeah. We're finally getting some. We've folks been getting a few. Us. So if you if you're listening to this episode and you hear this, come up with a better name for this segment, and we will send you something cool. Yeah, something nerdy. It might be a figure. It might be a shirt. 
It might be. I don't know. <laughs> it could be anything. It could be anything. Um, so, but if you come up with a name for this segment of the podcast, you will get something. We yes. will, we will send it to you. We Guaranteed. will pay for shipping. Yeah. You will get it. It's yours. It'll be official. And it'll be, it's not a piece of crap. It'll be something cool. <laughs> so what you listened to, my friend, oh, was easy does it. Yes. By the incomparable easy E. Yes. Now I have to admit, uh, Knowing that this is a classic hip hop album, and knowing uh, some of the stuff off of it, I have to admit I do, I do not care for Easy E. Yeah, that's what even you though said. I I want to be I, well, I want to give you the whole real real hist- realistic history of hip hop. I want right. you to hear a lot of classic albums, even if it's not something that I necessarily like. Right. So, although I am not a huge Easy E fan, there are a lot of really great songs on this album. Right. Um. So, what do you think of it? Easy does it. The nineteen eighty eight. This person. This whoa, is before whoa. NWA came out. Damn, I didn't realize that NWA's debut album was after Easy E's album. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. I don't. I don't usually fucking research. I like to go in totally blind. And you also don't like uh, to go to the Straight Outta Compton movie. So you would know that no, if I, you had seen I the wanna, movie. Yeah, God damn it! <laughs> I want to see the movie very badly. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, I fucking dug this. Actually, okay. I enjoyed it a lot. I well, mean, that's one of the reasons why I I told yeah. you because I thought you would like right. it. I thought it'd be up your alley. I mean, it's a little sillier. It's not uh-huh. super fucking serious. Mm-hmm. I like his voice a lot. It's just fucking cool. It's different, you sure. know. And and I just I don't know. I really dug it. It's it's got the West Coast thing going on that I enjoyed. There's good people on it. Like it's it's a fucking blast. I enjoyed it. I I really like everyone uh, from NWA shows up on the album right um as far as the, all the rappers you know and uh you know also the doc which he if you really should have seen the movie <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so um so yeah i, I mean what, what are the what are the what are the standout tracks i uh, mean it does really one thing it does do is because his he his rapping style is so fucking simple right and he he does paint a really Simple but vivid picture yeah. of what Compton life was like. Right. Yeah. So definitely. I, I, yeah. From this, from this viewpoint of the drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I. I mean, I really enjoy. Like right off the bat, I thought it was funny. Like still talking is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruthless villain. I fucking loved. Skips over nobody uh, move. I do. Nobody like, no, move. New, nobody nobody move was hurt. awesome. Oh, by the way, actually, I, I really fucking liked the that song a lot. It's really catchy. But uh, I don't know. Ruthless villain stuck out to me. I thought it was fucking okay. really cool. Let's check out. Let's let's bump a little ruthless villain. You guys are getting a lot of uh, music. You gotta think. When the, like I said, this is pre-NWA. Right. Pre-Straight Outta Compton. So people were used to Sugar Hill Gang. Right. And stuff like that. Like that, yeah, like that's to true. Just, we're so used so to hearing early. people say motherfucker yeah. and shit, bitch, cunk, whatever right. on a song. It's not even, it's so. It's not, it's blase. Yeah, point. it's yeah. not like it doesn't even, it's just, it's, it's just a descriptor That's word right. like anything else. It's just more language. But at the time, this was fucking, this scared the fuck out of white America. Yeah, I can imagine. Which is funny being that, like you say, in, in hindsight, like this is the sillier one and it is like, it has a, a more like, I don't want to say upbeat tone, but it kind of does, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's, that is kind of interesting that this was the fucking, the first scary thing, but it's really not, it's really not as intense as some of the shit we're going to get. And it's really up, interesting you know? when you see the, like the story of Eazy-E and his whole thing about like, he wasn't even, he just came by the studio that day, one day and they were working on music and right. he, he wasn't like a rapper. Right. He was a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> 
And like I think that they were talking to him about like putting some money into this uh, some project, and he was in there and was like, "Man, I got this beat done. You got to rap it." <laughs> and just like Dr. Dre just taught him how to fucking rap, and they did. And Boys in the Hood was the first right. thing from this that they recorded, which is awesome. Yeah, and then they really put cool. an album around it. Yeah. And then NWA came in. And at one point, NWA was Easy E and NWA. Oh wow, really? That's crazy. That's how they were known. At, I mean, not very long. Right, but, but I, didn't, I didn't realize yeah. that he was like the the standout guy in the first. Yeah, that's, that's really crazy. And uh, it's it's crazy to think where he may be. Yeah, if he was still alive. Yeah, that's true. You know. Um, but yeah, Boys in the Hood was definitely the biggest song. Off yeah. Easy Does It was a big song. We want right. Easy, Easier Said Than Done. Yeah. The dude knew how to use the word easy yeah, he in did. song titles. <laughs> he did. Uh, <laughs> I just like, I kept trying to think of some myself too the whole time. But I mean, really just like like track for track, I dug it. I really didn't. There wasn't a time where I was like, oh, I fucking don't want to listen to this song. Like I would uh, go into listen to all the whole damn thing. I really fucking liked it a lot. For anybody who is absolutely ignorant to hip hop music and especially West Coast gangster rap music, I'm going to play a little bit of Boys in the hood because it is it's a fucking and that's one that, like song. i've heard like, that song like yeah <laughs> if juicy by uh biggie is that beat is straight 808 drum machine Went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting some hoops. But in the NWA movie, in the Trader Compton, you see that, uh, like, he didn't even know how to rap. Right. Like, they had to record this shit over and over <laughs> and over again because he would, didn't know how to do it to the beat and so right. correctly, which is crazy when you think about it. Um, but, uh, shit, what am I, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so what else uh, stood out there for you? Uh, I, I like we want easy, uh, of course. Um, let's see. And yeah, yeah, nobody move. I was I had completely forgot. That fucking song was actually really cool. I ended up listening to that a couple of times. Um, I don't have it on my phone anymore, so I was, right. I was listening to it on my laptop. But uh, I just, yeah, I fucking dug this. This was a really good time. I It, it does have that thing where like I kind of feel like NWA stuff, you know, because I'd heard easy a little bit with that. Sure. Um, you know, so it had that familiarity, but I, I just, I've always dug him anyway. You know, he's liked his stuff in, w- with NWA, so it was kind of cool to hear him by himself and, and be like, well, he's fucking fun. Like, yeah, this Easy's album was released in to, January like, of 88, the NWA Straight Outta Compton, August. Oh, wow. So think yeah. about the output that was, you really need to see the movie. Yeah. Because really, we're talking about what the movie is about. Okay. But just that this much fucking influential output was coming out of this tiny little fucking cluster of people in Compton, LA. Right. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. In Compton, California. It's crazy that and to this day, like it's still it's a place that there's there's a few places in America that you can that in the world of hip hop that you can say where you're from. And it's like there's two places. Brooklyn right. and Compton. Right. Like those two places you are like shit places in where these people lived but they're <laughs> right. royalty it's the royal place like that's where hip hop is oh from. yeah it was like nashville you know it's like yeah. it's it is that it's dirty like equivalent yeah that's thing, where you know? country music yeah came, yeah uh but yeah it's uh, i don't know i fucking enjoy but it's song. really it's crazy that these these guys who were you know they were lower class you know as far as income they were poor guys from this shitty rough place in la and right. they just happened to influence an entire fucking generation of people right and that's that's like that's a diamond in the rough rose from the concrete kind yeah, of fucking Yeah, definitely. Like you really can't judge a book whenever you, to see these guys who were just some fucking dudes who wound up being 
some of the most important music of the past oh, 25, yeah. 30 years. Definitely. I mean, they were a voice of, of people that didn't have one at the time. Sure. I mean, that's, it really was like they just hit the mark at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of shit. Like you say, it, it rises when, when that kind of stuff goes Opened on. Opened up you know, a lot of eyes to what yeah. life was like there. Right. And stuff like that. And I think Easy does, like we said, because he does paint such a simple, well, he paints with simple brushes. Right, yeah. And because of that, like you really get it. No one's getting confused with this. Everything yeah. is pretty straight to the point and, and like you say, at the end of it, you go, okay, I fucking know what's going on here. Like, right. you know, and, Even just the lyric that we're a second ago, like, Went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, Cole shooting some hoop. It's like it's a simple two sentence thing, but you right. understand what he's doing. He's doing going to the park. He's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in the neighborhood. He wants right. to get the scoop, and his buddies are outside playing basketball. You know, what I mean, uh, that sounds simple, but like whenever every line of your songs are all like that, you're constantly telling a story oh, and yeah. talking about this place to where a white kid from Illinois, like me, who's you know, when I first heard these guys would have been not till the chronic, so that's right. you know, early nineties, but like I understand. I've never been there. I don't <laughs> I didn't live that life at all whatsoever. Right. But I they painted such a good picture I under fucking stood what they were talking right. about. Right. Well I think that's why I liked this so much too, is that the the thing that we talk about all the time, those like storytelling songs that yes. I, they always tend to gravitate to that. Most of the album is like that. He is a definitely He's a, just sort of telling you a day to day situation He's about not what's gonna really on. write a song that's just like this is what I do. This is what I do. He's right. gonna be like, here is a little peek into Easy E. Right, here's exactly. A it's a day in the life yeah, of I, this fella, you know. And uh, and I like that. I think that's why I really grasped the hold. It's like, oh, this was also fucking telling a story. It really does draw you in. It's it's a fucking it's a tale. It's and it's cool as shit. You know, yeah. I really dig it. Um, and of course, I fucking we've found already that uh, the West Coast stuff is what I end up gravitating towards anyway. So without a doubt, with all of that anyway, like yeah. I'm just fucking all about it. So yeah, yeah. I really dug this. Um. So now, in the past, like, like what was refresh me? Like, what hip hop were you familiar with going into this? So I had listened. I know the to, Chronic. Yeah, the Chronic. Um, straight out of Compton, definitely. Okay. Those I listened to quite a bit in high school. Okay. Uh, it was really oddly during the same time I was getting into metal. I was getting really sure. into those. That's things. not strange to me. And I mean, it just kind of like they at hit the time me in the right it was very place, strange. You know? The idea of that, but nowadays I feel like that's very, very. I mean, they're they're both. Uh, uh, Sort aggressive. of, yeah, aggressive and and coming up from fucked up places or Fed fucked up, up feelings, shit. exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, punks the same way. I sort of gravitated mm-hmm. around the same totally. time. So, uh, you know, so there's that. And then um, a little later than that, I got really into uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Okay. Uh, I have uh, both sides of the brain and uh, Don't Be Alarmed. Fucking okay. love both of those albums. He was really cool too because he was so different, like that from that other shit. You know, it was all metaphors. It was all really nerdy stuff, yeah. and it was like more skater rap shit. And it was like yeah. really cool. And that again, the same kind of thing. So uh, it was that, and then um, this dude Sage Francis. Okay, yeah, yeah, wow, you know, okay, uh, and I fucking that's my, really impressive. Like that's my uh, some impressive hip hop Sage Francis. My old roommate uh, fucking loved him, and he got me into it. And it was just like this dude's—he's a fucking poet who just happens to yeah. put beats to his shit, and yeah. I just fucking fell in love with it. The dude is an insanely great writer. He's got a cool voice. He's really fun to watch when he does stuff. I watch videos of him live and shit. Sure, um, and uh, like that's. Kind of it. I listened okay. to I listened to uh, the Birdman Little Wayne album because a friend of mine liked that. Didn't enjoy it. It was kind of like, what the fuck's going on with this? Sure. And then I sort of that was when I kind of was like, I guess I don't need to be listening to hip hop anymore. Like yeah. I, that what this that was sort of what he was listening to when he would listen to this kind of stuff, you know, and, and other people that I knew. And I was just kind of like, I don't fucking really like Lil Wayne. Like, I, yeah. you know, and I don't care. Much. He turned I, me I, off. Sometimes you know? Lil Wayne will show up on someone's song and throw a really good verse out there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can see why people like Lil Wayne, but then right. I like listen to a lot of his music. Right. 
And I just, but then again, they're like six, six foot, seven foot. It's a good fucking yeah. tune. There's a few good. But he's tunes another one of those like he's gonna throw everything to the wall, hoping something yeah. fucking sticks. Yeah. And I mean, like while you could call it prolific, I, I still, I always agree with the a Rolling Stones uh, interview or uh, review of one of his things that he has the, uh, the rhyming scheme of a speaking spell. But sure. I mean, he really can. Like he can rhyme fucking anything, but he's just shooting a bunch of words out of right. his ass. It's word salad. It means nothing, just because the words rhyme. You know, so. <laughs> Um, you know, and then I just kind of was like, all right, I don't, I don't know who to ask about him. Sure. You know, and then that was kind of it. I still, I, I still listen to Adele. I've got fucking both sides of the brain on here. Outcast also fucking all okay. into Outcast. I really liked Outcast okay. a lot. Uh, well, I'm not going to, I'm trying, I'm trying to make shit, sure I don't assign you, you don't something like that, you've, that you've already yeah. listened to. Yeah. Um, I haven't the early listened to super early Outcast though. So in the early 2000s, did you get, did you find, listen to much from, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. Uh, he was an up-and-coming white rapper, mm. of all things. Um, strangely enough, named after a candy. His <laughs> okay. name was Eminem. Okay, yeah, I, I think I might have heard of this guy. Uh, do you know much of... Are you, are you I really haven't listened to a lot of stuff. Uh, I think his second album I listened to a little bit, but okay. I, I couldn't even name a song off of it. Well, that's honestly. what I'm going to actually uh, tell you to listen to. Okay. Is the Marshall Mathers LP. Alrighty. Which is Eminem's second album. Um, I think it's an absolute... Well, it is an absolute classic. Uh, um, uh, the editor's notes on iTunes say, Eminem is supported by a cadre of veteran producers who provide the Marshall Mathers LP with many of its most exhilarating moments. 45 King loops a Dido sample to an unexpectedly mesmerizing effect on Stan, while Dr. Dre drapes large portions of the Marshall Mathers LP in impeccable shimmering production. Mm. The Marshall Mathers LP, a true classic. Oh my. Now, it definitely is a classic, yeah. and it is the album that this man has been trying to get back to his entire career. Right. To the point where a couple years ago he released uh, the Marshall Mathers LP 2. Oh. And it just that wasn't never very works good. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's never a good idea. Thirteen years later, and I, I mean, I hate to be one of these guys, but like he he lost something sobering up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot of artists do, really. And that's I mean, fine. It's that, I mean, that, but that's just the way that it that's goes. just the way it's going to be. I'd rather yeah. you be alive, right? And get right. Exactly. Up At least than, you're not a like, fucking train wreck. These first but, few albums are so drug fueled. Right. The, his first album, the CD, is a gray CD with a big white pill uh, on it. That's that's a face. It's breaking in half and it's the mouth. And oh it's my like, god! It's, yeah, it's this dude. That's why the uh, like he does the second E in his name backwards. Like oh a, right, like right. An ecstasy pill. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. See, this dude. These first few albums are so drug addled. Like drug ballad. Oh, okay. is one of the songs. <laughs> you know, I went to John's rave with Ron and Dave and met a new wave blonde babe with half of her head shaved, a nursemaid who came to get raped and tied up a first aid tape and raped on the first date. Um, <laughs> oh my God, it's it's fucking genius, demented shit. Right, like, it's right. why he's considered one of the greatest of all time. Right. So the, the reason I want you to listen to this album is because I've been fucking revisiting this album. This okay. is twenty year old me. Right. What's funny about Eminem is I. Uh, Reading the read the source back when I was a kid. Which the source is like is like Rolling Stone for hip hop. Okay, and uh, I remember reading about Eminem and I seen seeing his uh, fucking ads for his first album and stuff like that. Right, and uh, and you know my name is came out. Well, I went and bought the album. Right, and it's fucking great. It's fucked up and great. Right, and I just remember telling my friends this nineteen ninety nine just being like you guys. This Eminem dude, and it's hard to think at a time when Eminem was not regarded as an elder statesman of hip hop, one right. of the most imp- one of the biggest artists of all time. At the time, he wasn't. 
Right. You know, they used to have a thing in the source where they would rate your albums from between one and five mics. Right. And a five mic album was like a Quim and I by Outcast got five mics. Okay, it's like a yeah. classic right. fucking album. So he was, you know, the the best rapper to get one mic in the source. Yeah. Like he always talks about how <laughs> terrible people looked at him as this white rapper. Like it was right. a joke in 1999. He was a fucking joke. Right, right. And that album comes out and I'm telling people like, this guy's really fucking good. And I was like, yeah, him, the fucking slim, shady guy <laughs> with the white hair. Right. Shut up, Custer. Which this... is kind of the idea that I'd always had. You know? Sure. It's like... And that second album comes out, and it's fucking incredible. It's history. Right. It's history. It's just as much as history to that music as fucking Zeppelin Four. Right. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Like, it's it's a huge album in the annals of, of hip-hop. It's fucking amazing. Every single yeah. song is amazing. Every cameo is great. Right. It's just a perfectly... Him and Dre crap. Yeah, I was like, you had me at Dre. You know, yeah. it's like, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, Dre's who discovered him in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he discovered him at the Rap I knew much about that stuff, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, together they found 50... And built what is now. Oh, I did listen to uh, to Fifty Cent's first album. I, okay, I actually, and I really liked that a lot. Actually, oh, at the time it was, it was a fucking, fucking killer. It, <laughs> yeah. it really injected a new life into hip hop, right. especially mainstream hip hop at the time when yeah. it came out. But yeah, he's a guy that. who spent his entire career wishing he could replicate that first album. Yeah. Nothing ever sounded the same. Yeah. He had a real thing where he a repetitive thing where he would sing all of his own hooks. Oh right. I'll take you to the candy shop. <laughs> I get you with the magic stick. It just all became <laughs> right. so so fucking repetitive. That's kinda it, yeah. <laughs> Peter Peck Pepper Puck Peppers but I rock rap. He just had that the way he rapped. I, I like him or uh, fifty cent, but yeah. I saw him on the Oh nice. The big tour he did Rock the Mic tour was him and Jay Z uh, I can't think of who else was on that. Maybe Ludacris was on that when I saw him in Chingy. <laughs> I think Chingy was because I, mean, I saw the St. Louis show, so I think right. Chingy opened. I like the way you do that right there. <laughs> um, I actually liked the uh, the Fifty Cent movie. Actually, really, I didn't think it was bad. I've never watched it. I don't think it's fucking bad, man. It, is it on Netflix? I'll check. it I out. I actually don't know if it is or not. You know me, I'll have I a hip hop movie. Yeah, I th- I think it's fucking pretty good. Like it, it's a decent story. The soundtrack I just thought is cool. it wasn't going to be good like, because there's a lot of hip hop movies that aren't very good yeah. that are made by rappers. You know, like all the No Limit. <laughs> movies right. and snoop made a million <laughs> right. movies so i thought it was just like some trying to tie into the yeah i mean but it's I not like it one did of the, have a pretty decent best, director didn't it i can't remember I can't who, remember did who it was now, either but. but yeah i mean it was pretty emotional it got me in some places like the writing isn't terrible he's not bad that was yeah. the big thing like he's not he's, a talented he's guy. not the fucking shit but right. like he he did a pretty good job i mean he's playing himself you know but ish but it worked like i fucking enjoyed it i think you'd get a kick out of it actually well i think you're really going to enjoy the marshall mathers lp i'm stoked about listening to this it's it's awesome, and it yeah. like it was one that, as soon as that one came, like the first one, I really really liked. Uh, the second one came out, and I loved it, and it made me go back and re enjoy the first one. Right, again. Like, right. I at, at nineteen to twenty one, I fucking loved Eminem. Yeah. And then he got to where I thought he was like Muppet. Rah, 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 and he started doing like too silly. It didn't. <laughs> right. be, it wasn't like dark and silly. He seemed to go real goofy. It was goofy. Yeah. It became too goofy, and like the whole. At the time, like, how many times can you fucking attack Britney Spears and Insane? Right, like, you can't attack it. You're not oh, going after the other insane rappers. Clown posse. Like, yeah. like they're a real fucking tough uh, target. Right, I am well versed in ICP as well. We both, we are. both are. I've been on stage <laughs> yeah. with them. Um, so yeah, so check that out. I think you really like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I th- excited. I this think, is gonna uh, be a good one. Out of all the albums, I'm the most excited about this one because yeah. I'm into the album again right now. Too. Right, right. So like, I'm excited to hear you getting into it and checking out some of the songs. And yeah. Just the wordplay, and he's yeah. fucking clever as That's hell. That's the thing that I always seemed like I'd probably enjoy is the people talk about his writing being really yeah. good like that. So there's a just recently he dropped this freestyle like uh, it's very much like a uh, 
a 106 in park looking kind of thing where he's just like in a dilapidated building and a camera's just following him around. He's just right. doing it. And it's, oh man, it's just like he comes out every once in a while. He's just like, don't fucking forget who the fuck I am. Right, right. <laughs> he puts out Rap God. That song Rap God where he breaks the world record of words in a song. Oh shit. I mean, there's just some ridiculous shit. Right. Um, so yeah, cool. check it out. It's going to Check it out, man. Um, so that's it. That's all we got for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, check this. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the guest. Um, hope you enjoyed the guest. Check out Zach's music, Zach Lindley and the Rebel Daredevils. Um, all over the place, anywhere you can, anywhere you download and buy music. Um, and try to go see the guy, support him. He's yeah, check out Farm nice. Fest. Yeah, definitely go out to Farm Fest for that sounds sure. Like a good fucking day. Um, a good couple days. If we did, if I didn't already have fucking plans that night, I'd go to. Yeah, we're going, I'm going to Tom Segura that night. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, Segura. So, check him out. Yeah, check him out. Whatever you can, and be listening. Uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, uh, we'll have up an episode from Lou Fest. So that's going to be really cool. That's our first like on location yeah. uh, kind of uh, <laughs> podcast. So check it out. And uh, that's about it. Have a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy, Enjoy your boils. boils.